Pulitzer and Hearst. They think we're nothing. Are we nothing? Oh, I don't. Okay. I see. I didn't know that was going to be the bit. I thought it was going to be something where I got to do my cool New York accent. Where I got to come you could have, in. You could have answered in a New York accent. Except that the word no doesn't translate to a no. New York accent. No. You can't bring... Uh. Pulitzer and Hearst, they think we're... Wait, they think they got us. Do they got us? No. No. The, it's the one word you can't put an accent on. <laughs> Even though we ain't got hats or badges, we're a union just by saying so. And the world will know that Terry Jr. is doing a hot topic this week. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Yep, that was my we opening. We are. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> No, that was good. Just like Newsies, it surprised the hell out of me every time. Good. Uh, <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, man. we're going to talk about Newsies today. Why? I don't know. I actually don't remember how we got on this. Um, I, I remember you texting me about something, and you were watching the King of New York like section yeah. of the play, and I can't remember why. <laughs> so, it, like, you mentioned you had watched Newsies, like, two or three weeks ago. Like, you've, you've watched it recently. And I've watched like, a lot recently now, yeah. but yeah, so it was like, yes. I think right before Christmas, right after, or right, yeah. at, right before New Year's, I mean, yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to watch Newsies for some reason. I haven't watched that in 10 years. So, <laughs> so like, I think Newsies was just in my head and like how much I love Newsies like came flooding back. Um, and I was like, I was, I was like craving to hear, um, craving, I was craving to hear King of New York and instead of going to YouTube, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Netflix and, like, see what the play, how the play handles it. And, or the Broadway musical, play, musical, handles it. And so that's why I went. So I, like, clicked through to King of New York. And I was just like, oh, God, this is, I don't know if Beautiful, I like glorious, this. perfect, no, amazing, so like, spectacular. <laughs> at the moment, I was like, I don't know if I like this. Their accents are terrible. They're like, it's like so over the top, but it's Broadway. It has to be over the top. But like, I, so that's why I texted you and I was like, oh my God, the, the like stage version of Newsies is not good. And then you were like, well now, and then we just like got it in our brains to rewatch it and do an episode. <laughs> oh, about it. and boy, I'm sorry you were so wrong about no, that I initial was. assessment. No, I, it, yeah, I mean, I remember sitting down to watch that. The, the the play the stage musical performance and i started watching it first off recognizing winslow shot from supergirl right yep. off the bat yep. i went well this is already great and then uh jeremy jordan playing a completely different version of jack kelly Which and i was crazy. like and i was like i and then about 10 minutes in i went I even I think I even put out a tweet while I was watching it. I was like, I'm 10 minutes into this, and oh my god, I think I like this play. And then at 30 minutes, I was like, oh god, I'm 30 minutes in, and I think it's better than the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You tell, whoa, oh, that's a high, that's a high order. I could tell you right now, I prefer this play before, over the movie. I'm not saying the movie is bad. I still oh. love the movie. I just think that the play did the story better, and they somehow oh. managed to do it by making it a more cliched by the book story yeah. <laughs> it was it was really weird because like so i i saw newsies like i don't even know when i saw newsies but Devin or my dad was like you got you gotta see newsies so i sat down and i watched it and i was like oh my god 
this is fantastic. I love every second of this. So oh. like then when the Broadway play was like going to come out, I was so excited and I never got to see it, but I wanted to see it so, so, so bad. And like then watching that King of New York version like freaked me out somehow. Like it was just, oh, this is not King of New York. This is weird. I don't like this. And then like I had to rewatch the movie. Because I'm like, is the movie version bad? Like, but it's not. I love, I don't know. The, the story differences in the play, some of them are very weird to me. But some of them are spot on. And it's like, I wish I wish somehow we could mesh these two into one ultimate movie or play. If they ever decide to, like, remake Newsies, which it's Disney, they will at some point. Like, uh, someone will convince them to try. I think that yes, if they somehow blended the the, the movie and the yes. play in yeah. like show something. So uh, let's talk about that movie real quick before yeah. we get in into. Case the anyone, in case anyone hasn't seen Newsies, we're gonna ruin it for you and tell you what it's about. And I mean, also just go watch Newsies. You can yeah, rent it for three dollars on YouTube, you and it's watch it's it. so good. So um, coming in 1992. So this is after years of Disney's was actually struggling like this is right in the middle of them coming back animation wise yeah. actually it's even right before like they are they are just about to ramp up like little mermaid had just come out and aladdin was about to come out and so like the new golden age of of like disney animation and all that and someone <laughs> in their head at disney was like oh let's do a live action musical <laughs> because based on real um, events based not not only based on real events but also Disney's track record for live action film was horrendous. Yeah. And I don't know why they thought that this was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but they get it in their head to do this. So you have the story of the newsboy strike of 1899, uh, where all of the newsies in uh, all of the kids selling newspapers in yeah. New York City were like uh, all pissed off because they basically uh, Pulitzer and all of the people that own the newspapers decided to raise the cost of the papers that they had to buy to then sell, which meant less money for them, you know, to, to when they when, when they, they sold their papers back. Home, and yeah. Right. Uh, so they go on strike. It's this huge organized thing gets all this attention for child labor and stuff like that in, in all of New York and this whole story. Like the, the kind of secret underlying story of the Newsies is, oh, by the way, child labor runs everything. Yes. And so if the children decide to not work, you're all fucked. <laughs> like, that's like the basic story to that. So it comes out, uh, they get Christian Bale, who at that time... fantastic. And this is only like his second major film. Yeah. He had done Empire of the Sun which was oh. this huge dramatic war story when he was like in like the mid eighties. And then he had been doing like small made for TV movies and stuff in Britain. So Christian Bale is almost no name here <laughs> unless you saw empire of the sun. And I guarantee you, you don't recognize they're the same kid. Uh, and he's playing Jack Kelly, who's also known as cowboy Jack Kelly, yep. <laughs> because for some reason he runs around with a cowboy hat and uh, is completely obsessed with moving out west uh to get out of new york in his terrible living conditions um but my other favorite is that davy who's the uh other kid that comes in here and and is like the audience you know surrogate for yeah. learning about the world of the newsies uh he's played by uh, i don't even know the actor's name but it's the kid that turns into tom hanks in big 
that's who that actor is. That's the kid that that becomes oh, yeah. Tom Hanks in Big. So like, yeah, so he's not is. obviously like super famous. So like, none of the kids in this movie are super are super super famous, but they are fantastic dancers, but... which is the only reason. Well, except for we're going to talk about Christian Bale's dancing, but most of them are not hugely popular yeah. kids. They're, at they didn't that get, time, because at that a, time, a lot of them like grow up to be pretty big deals oh yeah like they're huge in the night like going forward they become like the child actors of the 90s but to balance that out the adults in this movie are robert duvall playing (laughs) playing pulitzer and bill pullman is this reporter that is like helping the kids like get their stories in their newspaper and um and margaret is, is this woman that is you know huge musical um, actress from you know many decades, and she's running this um, this theater where the kids hang out and hide from the cops when they need to. And so like they put all of their power and money into these big name actors to come in, and then the movie dies. It does not. Oh. It does nothing in in theaters. Yeah. It completely bombs, and it ruins live action musicals and live action Disney film for the rest of the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> they see. don't even touch live action until they start doing Disney Channel original movies again, and they don't really do a big promoted musical. I think until High, High School, School Musical. Musical. Well, just Kenny Ortega again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I uh, I can't like. I never knew any of that until you brought it to my attention, and I was just like, wow. Like, I I guess it was because of the time, but, like, I, I remember watching that movie and being like, this this was a hit. This had to have been a hit. Like, it's so, like, all the dance numbers are fantastic. Like, the songs are pretty great. The cast I mean, they're, they're Alan Menken. Yeah, it's, it's Alan Menken. Like, like. Uh, like when you said that it basically ruined live action musicals, I was like, "Yeah, how can that be true?" I was so I, confused. I don't know. I don't know because it's because then in 2011 they decide to adapt it to Broadway, yep. and it's like the 25th anniversary of the movie and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, like the movie itself had had like grown. I think it was one of those things where you know it's early 90s, so it's not like there were there was like internet at the time yeah, no. but i think it had gotten its resurgence like a lot of cult films it had gotten this following as the internet grew where people were like hey you see the movie that almost bankrupted disney's live action stuff hey you want to see the movie that ruined disney disney's thing because that's kind of how i came to it yeah when the play was being announced i was in college i was working for the newspaper at college so of course nice. you know nerds we were taking this <laughs> i was also I was also the paper boy for the college newspaper. Um, So the movie's coming out and my friend Casey turns to me as we're reading this article about this play being produced. And she's like, have you actually seen Newsies? Because it's fantastic. And also it's like it almost ruined Disney's like live action everything. And I was like, I have to see this movie then. (laughs) How do you not see that movie? Exactly. With that. (laughs) Oh, man, that's so funny. And then the play comes out, and it's been a huge freaking hit for the last, like, eight years. Yeah. Which is, I mean, so, the, yeah, the fact that it got filmed and, like, was um, edited and all of that to be on Netflix to have, like, a, a DVD release of the of the musical, like, that means that you've, you've done something right. <laughs> that means you've done something incredibly right. And, um, I mean, 
I guess like I, the only thing I can think of it is as to why the story didn't work in the nineties and works now is, I mean, I mean, it's a unionization and socialism story, first of all. And we're just at a point now where that's like way more in vogue, like 1992, 1991, 1992, when the movie's being made, I mean, you're at the end of Bush going into Clinton and like, I mean, I don't think anybody was talking about unions at the time. I don't know. Maybe my pol- maybe my political <laughs> mind is is not knowledgeable enough for that at the, uh, for that history. But like, if it feels like a time where like we're going to do a big story about unions, it's not going to like really sell to anybody. It also is, to me is really funny that like Disney, of all people, who are like own everything in the biggest capitalist country. <laughs> And there they do this story about child labor and unions and socialism, which is just great. Yeah. Um, it's like, guys, but then you gotta look in the mirror sometimes. But yeah, but then the the play comes out in 2010, 2011, and you know Occupy Wall Street just happened, yep. and people are talking about all of, and you know it's the end of of Obama's first term, and so socialism, you know that word is all of a sudden in vogue. It's to the point where it's even in the play that they've got uh, Pulitzer talking about how Teddy Roosevelt is a socialist, yep. and like, it like it seems like a so much more pointed story now than it did then, and maybe that's why all of a sudden it's getting like this bigger resurgence. I don't know, um, but great dancing, such great it's, dancing. It's so good. Like, yeah, I um. Yeah, the the dancing is incredible. the The musical numbers are spot on, and that's like that's what I remember being mesmerized when I first saw the movie, and even more so after watching the play, which I watched like about twenty minutes ago. Um, no, but it's it's just it's incredible. Like it's how this is crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry, Disney, that we we missed this one. That that one's on that one's on us. <laughs> I just, um, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, the play does a lot of weird, like I said, the play does a lot of weird things for me, though, like, change, changing the story and all of that, like, Jack Kelly is an artist. Yeah, so they, yeah, they do a <laughs> lot of, so, the, the story differences between the movies, I think, like I said, I think the play actually, for me, works better, and I think it's a pacing thing. I think the movie, especially like in the second half, starts to drag a little bit for me. That's for me. But uh, a big part of that is that there's three riots in the movie. Yes. <laughs> and so like they conflate all that down to one yeah. in the play and stuff which like is, that. Which that was, I think, probably my favorite part of the play. Because, yeah, there's like too much riot. Like there's too much... I don't know, like not not going on, but yeah, like watching these kids beat up like three times is hard to watch. And yeah. watching them beat up on kids is really hard to watch too because like what the play did right is Jack being like Jack agreeing with Davy and being like no, we we can't we can't also like be up on these kids cuz we're fighting for them. We can't fight them, we have to fight for them and try and convince them any way we can to join us. The people we are fighting are the the is the paper. We need to like we need to focus on that. And even like rewatching the movie when when they are all, "Hey, we got to soak them. Like if anybody doesn't follow us, we soak them." And they're all excited to do that. It's just, "Oh, this is this is scary and uncomfortable." But it, I mean, it's New York. It actually too. like, like it, that's like 
that it is more historically period. yeah it, it is more historically accurate to the actual strike like that was a big thing when yes. the strike happened that you know it started off really violent and they had to like, get their act together so like yeah. I, I get where it's going in in the movie like they want to do this whole like it's this whole idea that well, the kids are playing at being adults a little bit yes. by doing this strike and so they also have to then realize no there's actual like ways to do this correctly because mm -hmm. um, yeah. they're all because they're all doing this in the context of a trolley strike that's exactly. going on and they're watching this trolley strike get super violent so to them that's what a strike is yep. like they have they don't that's realize they that that's like yeah they don't realize that there's a way there's a there's a better way to do things kind of thing yeah, and, and watching Jack in the movie get so excited about watching the violence. I mean, we live in a world where violence, it, you know, plagues the media and people watch it. It's, it's something to watch and something that you get excited about. But it's different when you're watching kids, like, almost kill each other. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, like, the other thing in is that Disney he's also... <laughs> right, I mean, that's the other part of it, and maybe that's probably part of why this didn't work, is that this was kind of a too real story for Disney, yeah. as opposed to the fantasy stuff they had been doing. Uh, but part of the other thing is that Jack gets excited for the violence because it means he can sell more newspapers exactly, yeah. the next day. Like, it's, it's not just, like... It's not just, oh, isn't this exciting? I think that's definitely part of it. But it's also this weird, I, I mean, there's this weird theme going through the whole movie and the whole play about how, like, the violent stories and the, the, the big stories are the things that sell headlines, which is still exactly. true today. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, like, yeah, it plagues our media, and it's crazy. that it, And it's crazy that it does sell. I mean, it's even in the song. It's like, give me, give me a, a murder or a war, like... You know, and then even they even have the line, uh, "How about a crooked politician?" That's not news anymore. Yeah. That's not, yeah. <laughs> like, like no, uh, no, we need violence. We know politicians are crooked, and we can't really do anything about it anymore. So, except yeah. go on strike. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I want to go back to like you were talking about the the differences between <laughs> Jack um, in the the play versus the movie. And mm. yes, he's an artist in the play, and he's. Uh, the, the whole cowboy thing is completely taken out. He yeah. still wants to go west, but uh, the other thing that's in the play is he keeps saying that his parents are out there and they're going to send for him, which may or may not be movie. true. In the movie. Right. Sorry, in yeah. the movie, yes. In the play, which may not be true. He, he, in the play, he is very upfront about his past and his life. And right. it's it, like, I, I kind of like that too. I mean, it gives conflict in the movie and it's good. I like it in the movie, but having him be upfront and working with Crutchy to go get towards this um get this mythical the, land this, of Santa yes, Fe like, where they can go and, and yeah and the fact that he is like he in the movie he's all like I don't have a family why do I want a family um I'm just going to I'm just moving away I don't need anybody nobody needs me whereas in the play it's really nice that he is I mean he kind of looks out for Crutchy in the movie but that the there's a letter that there's a added scene in the play where Crutchy is writing a note to Jack from the refuge, from the refugee. Is that the refuge? Refuge. Refuge. The refuge. Yes. You. Which is the um, um the the pretty much the juvie jail. The juvie jail. Basically. Yeah. So he's writing the letter from refuge, and he's like, "Your your friend, no, your best friend, no, your brother." So it's like, you okay? Good. You realize that you do have a family here, <clears> and that there are people who rely on you. That's okay. We don't right. have he's to much, worry he's about much more... that anymore. We can have other conflict that is actually like huge. <laughs> he's like much more sensitive in yes. the play. Is like yeah. in, in a way that 
he kind of is in the movie like but they they show that in the movie through the sister that gets completely mm. ripped out of this and replaced with the, we'll the get reporter. to the reporter in a second <laughs> but yeah so davies Davy's whole background, um, who's who comes in, it's him and his brother are selling newspapers because their dad is out of work, um, because he got injured, and so they have dropped out of school to go to work for for the family, which they say in the play, but you never see the family in the play. In the movie, they're in like well, the the family's in one scene, the sister's in like two or three scenes, and then just there at the end for stuff. But like yeah. They mostly just serve as a way to be like, oh, we need to show Jack's sensitive side, so stick him with a family and a yeah. girl for a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but in the play, he's like he's an artist and he's sensitive and even the, they create this whole like romance angle by replacing Bill Pullman's reporter character with this with this woman who's I'm assuming his age is another I, question so I had. That was my question. Um, uh, but they, they give them so much more to do. Yes. So between that and the st- like fixing like the stuff with Crutchy and all this other stuff, like he becomes a much Big more character. like fulfilled character. It feels like. Yeah. Um, the, as, and it's, I, <laughs> when the, when the play started and it started with like a rendition of Santa Fe, I was like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. I did the same exact thing. Because, why are we starting with Santa Fe? Why are we, what is happening here? But then it's, it does, I mean, Crutchy is one of my favorite characters. And I, I, I think Crutchy is, should be someone's favorite character because he is so good. He's like a, like, you just feel for him and you love him. And I just want him to be happy. But having them show their actual relationship and their friendship was incredible to start off with. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Crutchy's going to be a main player. This is going to be interesting. Plus, even in the movie, he gets some of the best lines, yes. which is like, it's this brain I got. It's got a mind of its own. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it's just, so good. And like, it's just, he's he's like this little innocent that you just want to root for who kind of just gets stuck in all of this. He's there. He agrees with them, but he's also like, he's the one who calls Mr. Wiesel, Mr. Wiesel. Like he's the only one who doesn't call him weasel. He is very, you know, he's just kind to everybody has some slapsticky like remarks towards people, but at the back of it, he is still always kind. Um, and it's always about him. I mean, like none of his jokes are like tearing anybody down yes, or anything yeah. like that. Like all of the other guys, they do the whole like guys ribbon on each other thing. But even even Crutchy, who they are actively making fun of at times, his response is to just go along with making fun of himself. So they're like, what are you what are you gonna do, Crutchy, with your with your bad leg? He's like, Well, I got this awesome personality. Yeah. You know? Like that that was so good. It's a smile that could spread butter. Like Aw, it's just, and I'm so happy. I was so nervous with all of the crutchy stuff in the play that they were going to kill him. And I was like, please don't do that, because that is not what this story needs at all. Um, And I did, like, I I was like, why are they, they're putting so much emphasis on crutchy and Jack's relationship. Please don't kill him. And it's, I mean, and that's part of, I think, just because they they took Davy's family out of it. Yeah, so they needed which, that familial. Yeah, which is nice because it also because like they they basically like <laughs> as where the where the movie tries to kind of do this weird balancing. I think it's part of its weird pacing is it's mm-hmm. trying to balance Davy and Jack. They s- swing so much more toward Jack in the play 
that it actually works because it, it works better as just like his story as opposed to trying to do like two or three different stories at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's that yeah. The similarities and differences make it like I said. If they could somehow mesh it together, it'd be great. Um, can we talk about Catherine? Is that her name? Yes, yes, we can. Let's talk about um, Catherine and somehow Bill. Somehow Bill Pullman became a young redheaded woman. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I didn't know how I felt about. Like, I like her. I I really like her character. I think she's ba- like she's badass. She is cool. Um. She you know she has a really she gets a really nice song. It's just. It's weird that they still like it's. It's weird that it needed a romance. Yeah, and because that's I think where that, they put it. Yeah, I mean yes, because they because I mean in the in the movie it's it's Davy's sister it's and she's um, like I said I I feel like the the whole kind of pseudo relationship stuff they do with them in the movie doesn't really work because he like shows up for dinner once and then he shows up for milk i think is what they're drinking on the roof um milk and and, eating bread yeah and like that's like but she goes to the rally with them like she's she she does like she shows up like yeah like the last like third of that movie she's she's around a lot more but even then like she's there to get you know grabbed by the delancey brothers and so she can be saved by jack and she's there to like help with his plans but like she she does very little otherwise, aside mm. from just kind of hanging out in that movie. So I, I did think... like. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I just I did like that like by conflating her with the reporter and then yes. making that like one more full character. I think mm-hmm. that works. Um, yeah, I agree. And and making her like Sarah in the movie is I mean she's not you don't know much about her and like you said she doesn't really do anything. It makes me happy that the reporter Catherine. Is like I said, she is badass. She she takes charge. She doesn't let people you know get her down. She doesn't. Um, she does a lot. She is very capable and very independent. And that I that's cool. It is it is good that they did that. The romance is still what's weird about it. Yeah, I mean the only thing that's <laughs> weird about her to me is that they don't do a great job establishing her age. Because yes. Jack very clearly in a couple of lines in, in a couple of the songs is seventeen. Yeah. So I mean I could see her being like eighteen or nineteen. Like I'm I can see that. But that's I just so think young that... for a reporter in that in that like I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe it's... I mean that's the thing. That's the other problem maybe is that there's not like child labor. There's not Right. And there's not a lot of like, but even then, like at 18 or 19, it's not not child labor anymore. anymore. So, I mean, I don't know what, like, since it relies, it's relying on the audience to just kind of like go along with it and be like, yeah, well, sir, she went to school for this or that for a year and now she's doing this or didn't even, I mean, she's got, you know, spoiler alert, she's Pulitzer's daughter. Which like, what? Which is like, (laughs) so like she probably also didn't, have to go to a, like go to school or anything. She probably was able to walk into any fucking newspaper and, and be, be like, like hey. a Pulitzer's daughter, give me a job. Yeah. So and people are afraid of him. So I mean that's true. People are afraid of him and they yeah. will comply. I just oh that was also weird making her his daughter. Yeah, that was just like, like a that was just like a weird that was just like a weird extra like, bit of conflict they had yeah. to stick into that's the like play for need, some reason. We need we need that moment where Bill Pullman is taken off of the story and is now becoming a war correspondent. Like we need that betrayal moment, which like also 
it doesn't seem that much like betrayal and Bill Pullman, although Bill Pull- I guess I guess Bill Pullman could have been like, no, like I'm done with you because he does have that line. Okay, never mind. I talked myself out of it. Right. I mean, he has that's that a... line where he's like, I need, I'm a newspaper. I, I'm a newsman. Like I'm a news reporter. I need a paper to write for. And so he, you have that betrayal and the betrayal in the play needs, I guess needs to come from her being his daughter. <laughs> But, right, where it's just like we needed a reason to take her off of this story, exactly. and since they're not going to send a young woman to a war zone yeah. in 1899, they needed something else to take her off. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's not perfect, but I mean, it felt. It felt as soon as that happened, it felt very urine town to me. I don't know if you know urine town. Uh, I have actually not seen urine town. Okay, urine town is fantastic. I love that play. Uh, musical play slash musical whatever i love that um but in it the love interest of the main character who it's like it's kind of new yorky it has like this newsies feel to it where it's like feels like it's in the 20s and all that i think it is in the 20s um basically people have to pay to go to the bathroom and they go on strike and wow more i talk about it more comparisons there are to newsies anyways the love interest is the daughter of like the big, um, like owner big of bad all guy the, or whatever. The big bad yeah. guy, yeah. And it's just oh, okay. So we needed that conflict, so that's why we did that. And I mean, it's viable. It gives it that Romeo and Juliet, you know, romance that a lot of stories go for. So I mean, I get it. I guess that's the best way if they needed to do a conflict and a romance. Why not kill two birds with one stone situation? <laughs> but still just felt very, like, that was the biggest part of the play that felt just off. Right. But, in of course, it's one of those things where that's also the scene where he sells out because yes. he doesn't yeah. want to get the other guys in trouble and he wants to get the hell out of New York. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, they needed, somebody, they needed him to be, like, as low as possible yeah. for that to happen. But, yeah. Yeah, it combines like three or four different scenes from the movie into one. Which again, if you're if you're adapting to a stage production, you you need to like mash things together. You need to m- make it tight and and you know get as much out in one scene <clears throat> as you can. Because again, you have set movements, you have um, you, you have actors running around that you need to be able to keep it all pretty um pretty pretty centric in a scene and try not to like move around too much yeah and actually let's i mean is there anything else you want to say about that before we move on to what i want to i really want to get into the set design of this fucking (laughs) play yeah no that's fine i okay the the other the the one other thing that i felt weird about king in new york because i still felt weird about king in new york in the play is that jack is not there and he's just like given up because after after seeing everybody get beat down, he was just like, "I'm done. Like this sucks. I don't want to get people hurt." And that racetrack takes over, and then oh, race, yeah. and then racetrack doesn't sing the racetrack line. In oh Kingdom yeah, New York. you're right. You're right. He doesn't. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's weird. <laughs> racetrack would want a, a permanent seat. He wouldn't want new uh, shoes. So that yeah. was like another strange bit. Yes, but. you're right. I mean, that's that's the other thing that happened from the movie to the play um, is that a lot of the side uh, characters did actually kind of Have disappear meaning. a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them had way like 
and then they they roles. like moved around like specs all of a sudden has he has like bigger roles the black kid with the glasses yep. is, is like has a couple of lines and yep. stuff like that um yeah it was it was interesting it was but, interesting again it was interesting how they condensed it all to make it work as a stage play yeah, and speaking of condensing, this is the way I'm going to segue into okay, this. Perfect. I cannot believe for a Disney production how simple. Oh yeah. This play, the yeah. stage setting is for this play. It was incredible. It is just, it's these three scaffolding scaffolding pieces that like when they're next to that are all on wheels, so they can kind of go around each other. But when the three columns are next to each other, it's like a big picture, like a a big. Hollywood Square mm-hmm. tic-tac-toe board style thing mm-hmm. that they can run around on. But then th- those can also slide back and forth and at angles when they need it to. And then that's it. Everything else is just like tables slid in to change up things a little bit. And like there's screens in the back where they'll project pictures and stuff on them. That so they can the kind of give part. you so they can give you this backdrop to things so that they like and it, it works so elegantly. Mm. With almost nothing. Yeah. I think Disney was not putting a lot of money on this play, I think. Yeah, no, they were just like, yeah, we'll help it, but we're not going to give you these lavish sets. And, that and it also... was just, like, yeah, it was basically, all of the projection stuff was incredible. Um, Having, like, the newspaper articles pop up and having the backdrops, and it was just like, it literally it did transform you. It tra- transported you there. And it worked seamlessly. <laughs> and it all, yeah, and it also means that it's a play that lives and dies almost entirely on the actors mm-hmm. and the dancing. Yeah. Oh, the dancing! I'm gonna keep talking about how awesome it is <laughs> no, because, I, like, oh, it's so. Good. I mean, it's it's good in the movie, but it's so much space that they're working with. You also have a lot of like wide shots of like 20 kids dancing in the street and then people just walking around. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the movie, too, is because there's like like that scene where I think they're singing Seize the Day. I don't remember. And Bill Pullman comes up and he's just like, oh, look at these kids singing and dancing. Just sits on a bench, scrawling away while these kids dance in the street. Yeah. (laughs) They also dance quite a lot in in that like Newsies Square area. It's pretty much that's the set piece where they can dance. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, here's our big open space where we won't like run into things. So. I mean, God, you, like the things that they do on stage with the newspapers as yep. they're like tap dancing on the newspapers and sliding them around yeah. and just the like the giant flourishes as they jump across stage. Mm. They do it's like they so do like a backbreaking mo- move where they jump and like basically touch their hands to their feet like backwards. And it's just like, oh my god! Do you know the 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 endurance and the strength you need to have for that is incredible. And that one kid who like did the spin, the the like plie oh, yes. on the newspaper, it's just like, jeez, like they're oh my god! Yeah, and it's like in in the uniformity of it yeah. is. Yeah. fantastic because they do this really subtle thing and i kind of did this in the movie too but i think it's much more obvious on stage where like in the opening when they're not on strike basically anytime the newsies because even in like there's these like interstitial where they sing the like newsies theme through <laughs> yeah. between scene breaks <laughs> yeah. um and so in the opening and actually at the end when the strike is over they're still dancing in the like coordinated way but there's a lot more individual stuff going on but the through the entire play, when they are on strike and they are a union, they are doing the same perfectly choreographed dances together. Yep. And it is 
fantastic. And oh my God, Christian Bale couldn't pull it <laughs> off in the movie. It is so, this is why like Jeremy Jordan was so good as mm. Jack Kelly because he brought a passion to that yes. character yeah. that Christian Bale just did not seem to have or at least had a different idea of what that character was. Because when you see him dancing with the other newsies in the movie, he looks like he's like not quite bending over as much as they are. <laughs> and he's like a little behind on some of the spins. And he just like, it's like laid back attitude that he brought to it, like shows in the dancing too. And I don't know if that's just because Christian Bale's not a great dancer or if he was like doing that on purpose. I mean, but it was just so strange yeah. to like see him stick out like a sore thumb in some of those scenes. Well, it's also like he, so it's, it's when he's in those uniformity, like you know, like it's crazy. Yes, you're correct. But then he does Santa Fe, and it's like, where's this been for the rest yeah. of the movie? Yeah, he's like, like saving all of his killed, energy for this. You just killed that solo, like when it's it's just like, dude, come on, what? <laughs> Oh, also, he manages to find a horse in the middle of New York so he can sing about, like, so he can wear yep. his cowboy outfit and sing about Santa Fe, which yep. I just find hilarious. Because he like straight carnies. up steals a horse for, That's like, a street. For a street. He rides it for, like, a street and then gets off of it again. So God knows where that horse went. <laughs> like... I said that to Devin, and Devin's like, horses always find their way home. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I guess. Pretty certain it was a traveling horse. Yeah. <laughs> Home to that horse might not be anywhere in this city. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, the dancing. But even in the play, um, Jeremy, what is his name? Jeremy. Jeremy Jordan. Jeremy Jordan. I knew it was two names. Jeremy Jordan, like, is also not there for a lot of the big, like, gymnastic numbers oh that's true yeah no i don't think i think like i think most of those like the the background newsies dancers were probably ballet dancers oh definitely like oh most definitely ballet dancers and tap dancers and i think like they gave him yes he's got a couple of moments where he can come in and do his thing but i don't know maybe he's like very strong you're right like he still has a greater passion there and oh my god (laughs) so good (laughs) it's so good and like that's another way to adapt it is and draw out these scenes that like that would that would have been <coughs> excuse me um that would have been a scene in the movie and yet they draw it out with these beautiful and lavish like dance numbers and it works cuz you're you're there to see a musical you're there for fantastic dancers and just to, to the be point mesmerized. That, to the point that there is a 10-minute dance epilogue to the play. Yep. The play and the movie are almost the same exact length. One is uh, the the movie is two hours and is two hours and like a minute, yeah. at least on the on YouTube. And then the stage performance on Netflix is two hours and 13 minutes. And I think that extra 10 minutes is literally the end of that. The end of the play when they just before the they even do the cast call, like come out and bow thing, they are just for 10 solid minutes of dancing. just dancing. Hey, remember, <laughs> we can do this. Yeah. And, and we're like, fantastic at it. And like the set is pulled back, like it is entirely just these guys dancing because there's no props on set. They're not doing anything. They're not, I mean, as great as it was to watch them like throw newspapers around in a coordinated way, which yeah. I cannot believe no one dropped that, one of them. Right? <laughs> I was like sitting there, I'm like, this is impressive. How? Like, that takes a lot of practice because they're throwing pretty far distances. 
yeah, they're throwing like up to the second level and then they're throwing behind them and then they're throwing up again yeah. all at the same time. It's yeah, the synchron the synchronization in the play is just it's 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 breathtaking. It really is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And so I want to talk about the added songs because we, okay. we we've 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 you know, I don't know I could sit here and just say that the the set pieces were beautiful all day long. But the songs that were added were interesting. They were. I um like one of them a lot. The other one I could go back and forth with, but one of them I do like a lot. Okay. Like okay, so the basically the added songs, if I'm correct, if I'm thinking of this correctly. So it's it's like you can there's a whole like reprise of Santa Fe that I think you could add could um include because it's not the same Santa Fe song. No, and I think all. a lot of that has to do with how they're like changing the, the way they had the to change the motivations yeah. for for Jack and all of that. Yeah. So so that's a new one which was interesting and it it works for the story they are telling in the play. It does. I love the movie version, but this one is really good too in fact that they paid attention and they were like, oh yeah, we, we still need to make Santa Fe this, this amazing ballad that will get and, people to like, listen up. <laughs> and God, is that a fucking ballad? Yes, oh my yeah. God. He, he fucking nails that. Yeah. And like, talk about the passion again. Like you can, he is so like the pain that he is singing about is just so like evident in his, all of his facial all of his movements, and it's oh okay, all right. This is another level for Jack Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the Santa Fe in the beginning, which I have already talked about, was cool because it brought in Crutchy, and then like I th- I think the three big main ones were Catherine's song when she is singing at the typewriter. At the typewriter. The the meta song was different because it was all about being rich. It wasn't like about oh yes yes and actually yeah was it's why it was i wouldn't say wildly different but it was very different from yeah no i mean it's a completely different song and also she has a second song that they don't do because they change up the rally scene because she does a song at the rally as well that she didn't do but that's rich the song that she sings i love that song they when they put that in there because it's not just it goes along with this other theme that i think you know is in the movie but they really hit in In the the play yeah Again, of the, all of this, like, um, the people doing, you know, the unloved labor of things, the people who are actually working and all of that. Mm-hmm. So That's Rich is this whole song about how she runs a, you know, burlesque theater and in the play is a black woman. Um, the, the actress is a black woman. And she's ba- That's Rich is basically an entire song about how she's made all of this money off of a bunch of old white dudes that yeah. don't want to be seen with her. Yeah. For various reasons. <laughs> yeah. And it's it. It is perfect it really is yeah because it it, yeah it it sums up the entire theme of the play in that song and you need that you need that yeah (laughs) and then there's then there's the song that pilicher sings yeah uh which Which i could it's back and forth i mean i get why they did it i also get like because in the movie so in the movie, there's what two or three kind of short scenes with Pulitzer before the end when he finally meets Jack Kelly, and they never see each other until that scene. Yeah, which which is great. I actually love that in the movie. But 
for the play because they want to play up the evil, um, evil mustache twirling of military. Oh <laughs> they give him this song um, all about the bottom line, yeah. and they gave him all Shit, these more extended so cool. scenes. <laughs> yeah. And I just like it's so like they just turn him into Snidely Whiplash on stage. Pretty much, yeah. It's uh, it was interesting. It was interesting to have the villain have a song because a good villain song can make a break your entire story. And I, I would, I don't know if it was fantastic, but it was. It made you feel gross. Yeah, and it really is like one <laughs> of the, another thing that really serves. It's more to serve again the reveal of Catherine being his daughter later like all of his scenes being extended is so that you just they can make you hate him more just so that it feels worse when you find out who Catherine is um because I I like screamed at the tv (laughs) yeah because I like in the movie um and also you screamed on on text because you texted me at that moment too yes I did um because I like in the movie, there's this whole, you know, this idea that the the companies are faceless and they don't like they, they never meet their laborers. So like this idea that uh, Pulitzer is in a penthouse right above them this whole time, but never comes out to, to, to talk to anybody and never comes out of his office and all of this stuff. And so it really works to only have these short scenes of, well, we're making this decision and I really don't care how it affects these people. I know it's going to affect us this way. So let's yeah. just do it. And so then when he has to like face those consequences <laughs> of Jack and Davy later, it really works. But in the play, yeah, it's it feels more like we just we just need you to know to hate this guy. <laughs> we can't just say his name a bunch of times. You have to really, really dig it in that he's a yeah. jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and they do it. They uh, it, it happens. It, yeah. I hate him. <laughs> also, did you did you I hate notice him more than the movie version? Yeah, the um the woman that's in his office all the time that's not Catherine. Did yes. you notice that she was one of the nuns from earlier in the from the, the so, opening thing? So I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, just she as the actress, the one... I think. She's the one who has like the di- line of the one line of dialogue that the nuns get, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and not because I don't think they're now. the same character. I think it's just that they're they're just the same actress, There's and the they need to actress. fill a spot. Which but, is cool because it's like yeah. she's also she's she's like this support for the newsies too. At some moments, like all of the people who work for Pulitzer are like, "This is wrong," but like, "Hey, we're making money," but this is still wrong. Like, oh, yeah. her clapping for Jack as she's leaving the the room was nice. Like, yeah, I've I've been pulling for you, but, like, I can't do anything. But maybe you could have. Maybe you could have. Yeah. Like, well, and it's hard to say. think about the money. <laughs> right. And it's also hard to say that, uh, again, like, she is another, like, the only other prominent female character. Yes. We don't even know her name, but right. she's the only other female character in this play. So it's almost like everything going on with Catherine kind of informs the fact that while this woman does say things like, I don't think the newsies are going to be able to handle that or what happens if this or that. She can't do much more than that yeah. in her position. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's interesting. That character is definitely interesting. Cause it was also like the tall, like lanky guy. She was kind of like the tall lanky guy from the movie, like a surrogate yes. for that kind of, they all, the cool thing about, I'm going to go back to the songs. But the cool thing about the all of his worker bees, like in his office, they all they all like were the people from the movie. Do you know what I mean? So they they like all all three of them encompassed every other trait from the three guys 
in the movie. Yes. So yeah, there's like chorus of been, people that he has with him. Yes, yeah. it could have been one person that was the person from the movie, but they shared the characteristics between three people so that he would still have three characters. Because the um, Sean Astin is that his name? Rudy? Yep. Sean Astin. Yes. Yeah. The Sean Astin looking guy who had the glasses. <laughs> I, I thought it was Sean Astin because it kind of looked like him, but um, like he kind of encompassed the guy who was like, this is going to be hard on those boys, but she got to deliver that line. But, you know, and, he's, yes. and he also is the same person in the movie who says these kids put out a hell of a paper. Yes. But, like, it's cool that those two characters in the play were playing one person from the movie. <laughs> to spread out the characteristics. Yeah, aside from just having like a couple of yes men and then one person dissenting and all yeah. of that. Yeah, it's yeah. cool that there were two people who were kind of like pushing back on it. Um, that was, yeah, that was really interesting. Um, but go back to the songs that were added and then they have the love ballad. So there are like four-ish new songs, five-ish new songs because Catherine and Jack sing a love ballad together <laughs> of course they do because of course they, they do because they added to <laughs> right but i like to what i like about that song is that uh, again like playing up this idea that jack kelly is more sensitive, sensitive. so like this idea that uh, in, in this happened i think way more in theater before like the 80s and action movies and big you know masculine dudes became like the thing but just the idea that like this is an entire song about how he is terrified that he is not going, that she's going to like turn, turn her him. back on him. Yeah. Like is, is, is fantastic. I think, yeah. I mean, song's fine, but, but I think the, the intent of the <laughs> I, song, the intent of the is song better. is better than the song. Yes. In my, yeah. In my opinion. And like, like I think her typewriting song is way better. Oh yeah. Cause oh, it's, God. it's th- that was so good. And it's like the perfect like she pulls off the like fast talking, you know, yes. early 20th century newswoman so well mm-hmm. in that scene. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. And you get you get way more in her head than you do um, P- Bill Pullman, whose name is Denton. In the- Our man Denton. <laughs> Our yes. man Denton. Um, like you get I like that you get in her head more than you do for him, which, again, you have to because she is a much bigger character in the play than Bill Pullman than even movie. Denton is in the yeah, yeah because yeah. he doesn't show up for 40 minutes yeah. I timed it the second time I watched nice. the movie he doesn't show up for 40 minutes of that movie yeah the fact like <laughs> there's so much emphasis on her and it makes sense there has to be emphasis on the news reporter who is helping these newsies get their story out because without her no one would know that the strike was happening like like you y- so it's weird that Denton doesn't have a bigger, like, he's like much depth. more background. Yes, like he's yeah, doing the whole. He's doing the whole. Like I'm a journalist. I can't get super involved, yeah. but I will feed twenty kids on yeah. a regular basis through this movie. <laughs> Was, I love that too. That, that was like, interesting. All of a sudden, he's just feeding these kids regularly, and yeah. there's no no conversation about the fact that that's gonna be costing him a fucking fortune. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who like and and to comment on like you guys are working with a rich dude here because he can pay for all of you. Yeah. Um. So that's weird. 
but I did like I did like in the play with their the restaurant the guys passing out the water because I also like that that shows that there are other people that also like other working class people that also care about the newsies yes. yeah. so like the, the so the the guy running the restaurant is giving them all water and like giving them a place to hang out for a little bit before he opens. It's like who's the who's the fancy guy who got the seltzer? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, over here. That Two cents. Eh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. I uh, that was interesting. That I mean, it's a play. You're not gonna have food in it, but there was like no food emphasis in the play, which food is a pretty huge emphasis in the movie. Right. Like who can and <laughs> like, can't eat, and yeah. even like even like Davy's family, who are supposed like like Jack looks up to these people. Are, are, are so jealous of Davy that he's got a family to go home to, and even when he goes over for dinner, his dad, uh, Davy's dad, is like, "Oh, we could probably put a little bit more water in the soup so that we could have an extra bowl of of soup for someone." So like, it's like this huge moment just there to be like, "Oh, they are also struggling." Yes. Yeah, it was cool. It was interesting. Um, there was another thing I was gonna say and bring up. Oh, um, the. The the fact that Davy's father in the movie doesn't get upset is nice. The fact that he is like very proud of them. He's oh yeah, you noticed of that Jack, too. And he's proud of Davy, and it's just like that's cool, that's nice because we don't need that conflict too. Yeah, like cause that would be too. That would be way too heavy handed. Yeah, like, and I think that's that's also why it was so easy to write them out yes, of the play yes. is because it's so weird to me that there is not a. They have very clearly established that these two boys are the only ones making money for their family right yeah. now. And like two days in, they go on strike and stop making money. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's not like any sort of conflict with the family that, hey, you're supposed to be making us money right now. <laughs> Like it just never comes up. It just never comes up because that scene with the family, like the the whole family, is before the strike happens. Which and so that and you don't see them again after the strike starts. Yeah. You see his sister, but you never see the parents again after that scene. And so like you never get this implication that like there's any sort of stress with them about this. Which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> but it works. It works somehow. It does work. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh man. Yeah. I, I still, uh, I love Newsies so much. You know what was weird, though, that I realized? What? Like, at the end of the movie, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, but now everything just goes back to normal. Like, so, you all yeah, are so, still not going to make that much money. Like, yeah, they so explain that really, really well in the play. Because it, yes. feels, it feels gross that they're just, like, gung-ho to go back to work after all of the shit that happens in the movie. Like, in the play... They do that, the whole uh, Jack's, like, betrayal, quote-unquote betrayal to the Newsies is, guys, what are we going to do? Like, we win this, and then two weeks later, Pulitzer's going to bring up those prices again, and then where are we going to be? Like, we're never going to win, and all of that, which was sad to watch, but that is what I thought at the end of the movie. And then at the end of the play, you have that moment, you get to see the resolution between Pulitzer and jack where they both make compromises so now anytime a newsie doesn't sell a paper they will get bought back which is like literally money. which is historically exactly what they got out of that strike yes. that's what blows my mind is which like is, how how like for a movie that you know they it's disney so they they disnified a lot of this and so many of the characters are 
combinations of other historical characters and all that. But the um, the, the actual resolution in the play is exactly what they what got happens. out of out of Pulitzer, and that's in that strike and... is all they because it's all they want, and it's like this beautiful like there is a beautiful angle to that where you know there's the demonizing of like unionization and workers and socialism and all that, where it's like people just want to be lazy and have stuff handed to them. It's like, no, they still want to work. Yeah. These guys like doing yeah. this work. They just want to be compensated for it. Yeah, they just and even Jack is like, because even like in that final argument, Polich is like, what's to say they take a hundred papers and then just sell them back? It's like, who's going to do that? Yeah. We still have to None carry of, the freaking exactly. things. None of us are going to do that because now we can take a couple extra with no risk. Before we, we, we were nervous to take a couple extra because we lost our money. So we're not going to, we're not really going to tr- screw you out. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not going to happen as long as you don't screw us. Yeah. And it that's also, all it is. It's just also, like this idea that like, we're all theoretically all in this business together. together yeah. <laughs> like, we just need to work together. That was a beautiful scene too, where Davey and Pul- Pulitzer are talking and Davey was just like, we all work for the same thing. Why didn't you just come talk to us? Like you just said this speech about what, what a man is and what courage is. And it's like looking out for yourself. You're losing money right now. Just talk to us and we can come to a, uh, an agreement. And like that was a great scene in the play that never happens in the movie. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, that, yeah. No, instead, instead needed. in the movie, in the movie, they scare Pulitzer with sound because yeah, they just kick they him out on the him balcony. They kick him out on the balcony, and the balcony is <laughs> all these kids, um, yeah. it's like shouting up at him, and he's like, oh, the light. Yeah. Out of my way. Yeah. And then it's like, as soon as they say that they use his printing press, he's just like, well, I got to give them what they want. Like, it's a nice that you get to see the discussion in the play. Yeah. And it's like they realize, yeah, we need to show people this because it kind of feels dirty still in the movie. Like, we just won. Okay. We'll go back to yeah. work now. Like, yeah, we get the refuge disband. We get Snyder away because he's like hurting kids. We get some new rules for child labor, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, how much money do you think uh, Disney spent getting a bunch of kids on that set for that one scene at the end oh, of the movie too? Yeah, where like, it's, like, it's like disgusting to think about. Like, yeah. by the way, here's this whole thing. Here, we're gonna film this fake protest against oh. child labor by hiring all of these children to cram on a set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Gosh. I do wish the play had more Brooklyn. Spot Colin yes! really. Spot that's the so, that's the biggest oh! that's the biggest travesty of the yes, play yes. is that they wrote out they almost entirely write out Spot Colin uh because yeah. the the Brooklyn stuff has to kind of get rearranged. But and she's like I was I was waiting. I'm like why is why is Brooklyn showing up? Because they're the best part. Like when they show up in the movie, it like changes that movie. When, and I thought so, you know the kid in the beginning who has the slingshot? Yes. With the newsy? I thought that was Spacolin. And is that his name? Spot, Spot Col- Conlon. Spot Conlon? Yeah. Colin? Is it one word or is that like his uh, name? Uh, Spot is his first name and then, and then Conlon, Conlon is his last name. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, I thought that that dude with the slingshot was Spot because in the movie... His, like, trademark is his cane <laughs> that he hits people with and his slingshot. 
which he is bribed with when they yes. show up, which I love. Hey, that, we like, got some marbles their, for you. Their payment into Brooklyn without getting their asses kicked is to give Spot Godlin shit to shoot with. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and Spot, is, he's such a good character. And I and I saw the kid with the slingshot, and I was like, so uh, Spot doesn't exist in the play? What? That's another reason why I'm like, I'm not going to like this. Because where's Spot? <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, but yeah, and then Brooklyn. I just love when Brooklyn shows up going, Brooklyn! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was a cool part, too, where, like, show, talk about how to condense a, a stage play, uh, like, a stage production into what you needed to, and that all of the, like, all of the Manhattan Newsies became the other newsies of the world, oh, yeah. and then oh, yeah, there yeah. was just Brooklyn. And it's like, oh, like, okay, I need to suspend I need to I need to do some imagining. Okay, all right. Well, cool. Oh man, that was funny. But yeah, no, I think I think it's good. I I liked it. I and I still like the movie. But there's there's definitely stuff that the movie does right that the play doesn't, and that the what the play does right that the movie doesn't, which yeah. I think is what you can all you can ask out of. Right, and I think for like for me, like like I said, I like the stage production a little more only because I think I could sit like, <laughs> like I love the movie. Yes. And I will. I'm not never going to watch it again. But I think it would. I think it's a better paced story in the play mm. that it like holds my attention a little bit yeah. easier for that two hours yeah. that and, that the movie doesn't quite do. Yeah, yeah. I uh, talking talking about the play made me realize how good the play actually was. <laughs> so that's good. Oh man, but I'm I I got nothing else. <laughs> No, I mean, I find have, Newsies in any capacity. If yes. you have Netflix, you already have one Newsies. Yes. Uh, like I said, on YouTube, it's like $3 to rent and like 15 to buy or something yep. like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that is worth going back and looking at, especially if you only know Newsies as that bad, that, that movie, movie that bombed in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's definitely but, worth a watch if you're a uh, fan of Newsies. The accents aren't better in one or the other. No, <laughs> so they're they're pretty crap, pretty consistently crap. Oh man, yeah, they're so bad. They're so bad. Oh, but uh, and the and Davy's little brother Les is great in both. Oh my but, god, he is like <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about Les in the play. In the play, he's so fucking good because they give him so like a couple more slapsticky things to do. And they also... Like when they're thrown out of the. Like when they're thrown out of the, the yes, office yes. and he's just screaming at the door. Well, it's cool that they give him some of the Jack lines. Like at that moment, Jack is the one yelling at the door in the movie. And it's cool that they gave this little kid that moment to shine. Yeah. And like he he really is like a he's like he's kind of like the Jack Kelly in the movie, but a kid version. Oh, my favorite is like, when they show up at 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 Metalark. He's like, I got a date. What? Oh, that too. That is also very good. But I mean, when they first show up, ah, stepped on my headphones. Uh, when, when they first show up at, at Meta's, and he's just like gawking at the women. Yeah. He's like, Les, what's wrong with you? Are you kidding me? They ain't got no clothes on. I can see her legs. <laughs> and the girls just and, turn around and, and wave. Yeah. <laughs> and Meta's like, let him look. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh man yeah so it it's definitely it is definitely something worth watching in any form um and uh that that's gonna be it for our second hot yeah, topic good for us. which Get just came out of topic. yeah i came out of freaking nowhere but we were both like we need to watch <laughs> these now oh man yeah 
yeah, definitely go go check out um, Newsies uh, in like we said in any fashion. Um, but that's gonna be it. That this has been Say Report Junior. Uh, hot topic number two. Whoop whoop. Um, <laughs> you can. <laughs> That should just be the sound. <laughs> that should be the end right there. <laughs> right there. Um, no, you can find uh, Say Report Junior on YouTube. You can by searching for Say Report Junior. You can also find us on uh, Twitter at Say Report Junior, and you can find each of us individually on Say on on Say Report on Twitter. Uh, I am at Dale's Brain, and I am at Zerwhiskey. And we didn't say that it's a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every I, week. Like, I don't know what we're supposed to bring from like the regular episodes <laughs> to this and all that, but you know. It worked. I think we did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think everyone just needs to go get ice cream. Cool. Send it off to Liz. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother... We'll see you next time.